The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All righty, you hear that music, you know the show, we're listening to Rayella Sports on the Voice America Network. You know, I got to say this, man, and I got to say this, you know, very humbly, my chest is not out. My chest has been deflated. My ego, it wasn't about the ego, you know, it, but it's the chest. You know, you can walk around with the chest all up in the air, you know, uh, with a lot of pride. But um, my pride was, I got, we got spanked. And you know what I'm talking about. I don't even have to say, you've been waiting for me to come on so you can hear me just humbly. Take it like a man. And I'm going to take it like a man. We just got spanked. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, there is an a APB that's out. Because I'm looking for the real Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, I, I don't know who that was that, sh- that, that was playing up there in Wisconsin. I think we, I think we missed the plane, and, and that was a group of imposters that was there. So, so don't get too disturbed uh, because the real Ohio State Buckeyes is going to show up this week. And, and hopefully you'll see a, a different ball game. But I'm going to humbly take it like a man. And uh, we will not be taking any phone calls at all from Kim. If Kim calls, we're not taking her, her call and because I, I just can't handle it. But, uh, <laughs> no, that's a joke. Uh, if Kim calls, I got to take it like a man. Uh, but, man, the Ohio State University. Okay, I'm, I'm going to talk about I'm going to get that off of me. I'm going to stay positive. And I'm, I'm going to talk about some other college teams, some other universities. And my man out there who broadcasts live uh, every home game from the University of Georgia, Keelan, keeping it real, Keelan Johnson. Keelan, you out there, man? I'm out there, man. I'm out there, Ray. How you doing, baby? Man, I'm wonderful. Well, I ain't going to say I'm wonderful, you know, because you're only wonderful when everything goes right. And, and, you know, everything didn't go right for me this weekend. So, I, you know, I'm going to take it like a man, you know. And I, I told, uh, you know, Kim Harper to take it like a woman that, you know, the way we was going to go up there and we, what we're going to do to them. Because she, you know, counselor, because she is an attorney, she was very disrespectful last week. And, and I told her that, you know, something happened to her in the courtroom and something going to happen to her boys on the field. But it happened to me and my boys, man. So I wanted to get something pos- some positive energy because I believe the University of Georgia Bulldogs are, are, are trying to turn things around a little bit. Am I right? I mean, you had a good weekend, didn't you, Keelan? Talk to me. Oh, man. It, 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 was, it was quite a dandy down there in Athens, Georgia, man. Uh, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt came to town. The commoners, they, they tried to give their best shot. But I'm telling you right now, Ray, it was a totally different ball game. 
totally different team that UJ has showed the past couple of weeks. Uh, you know, it, what people really don't know, and, you know, if, you, if you're going, if you're going to my website, com, you can see the inside scoop, right? You know I stay on the inside scoop now. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Last week, you know we played Tennessee. You know, the dogs played Tennessee, and this week they had Vanderbilt for homecoming. But Coach Rick pulled the big guns. He called on Boss Bailey to come back and speak to the team. What a dandy. Boss Bailey spoke to the team minutes before they ran out on the field against the, uh, against the Tennessee Volunteers. Vince Dooley's son came, Derek Dooley came to town. First time in Athens back as, as, a, as a coach playing against his dad's old ball team. And, and he actually lost, man. I'm telling you, it was crazy. Uh, Boss Bailey had tears running down his eyes about how, how, how much he loved the dogs and how much he, he was, how he was disappointed and how disgusted he was of, of this Georgia defense and this Georgia team. Nobody feared them like, the, like nobody feared this dog team like, like they did back in the 80s and back in the early 90s and early 2000s when Boss Bailey and Champ Bailey was in school, when Hines Ward was in school, when Matthew Stafford, no Sean Marino was in school. He just told them that they, they was really playing candy and they was not playing up to their potential. And Coach Rick also called on Thomas Davis, one of the baddest safeties ever to step on to a football field in collegiate level, now playing with the Carolina Panthers starting linebacker. He sat there and told the team Saturday minutes before the game. Coach Rick usually gives us his speech before the game, but Thomas Davis took over. He said, look, this is our house. He said, you guys are playing like a bunch of chanzies. I can't say some of the things he said on, on, on the radio that he said in the locker room, but, Ray, you will be proud to be, a, to be an alumni of a football uh, this team in the NCAA to hear a player that with that much passion that much integrity, let the dogs know, hey, look, y'all been playing really unacceptable, and everybody coming up to me in the locker room talking about you soft, the Georgia Bulldogs soft. Thomas Davis said, ain't nothing about us soft. Ain't nothing about us soft. We paid the way. People fear us. People want to be us. And that's what the dogs need to, to hear, man. They actually got a goose egg on the Commodores last Saturday. Well, listen, man, you know, on this show, we, 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 we like you. We keep it real. So you can give it to us the same way they gave it to them in the locker room, Keelan. I know, you know, it's a couple four-letter words in there and that kind of thing, but I certainly appreciate that passion of what you delivered. But, see, that's, that's what I want people to know. I want people to know that, listen, we're going to give you a different perspective because we have a different perspective because we got a chance to be in those locker rooms and we can still go back into those locker rooms because we're still a part of that fraternity. And every now and then, coaches – Coaches around America understand that I know you're trying to get the best you possibly can out of the ball club, but every now and then you need one of the fellas to come back and to look them in the eyes and talk to them about the tradition that's going on. And listen, like me, I'm out here today, man. I don't like all week I got to walk around and hold my head down and, and let the air out of my chest. I can, you know, I only had number one uh, you know, on my back for uh, less than a week. So when, whenever that tradition comes into question then a coach has got to reach ha- have enough you know uh you know enough a humble spirit in his body to reach back and say i need some help from yeah. from the people that walk the hallways you know i don't know if you ever heard this keelan but at, at one time john madden had said that he believes that in the pro football hall of fame that at nighttime he think the bus start talking to each other. You know, one head start talking. You know, Marcus Allen is, is talking to Walter Payton. 
you know, and, and, and Dan Marino is talking to Dan Faust. You know, he, he believes that. And, and that's what you got to reach back and you got to bring those warriors from years ago that, that made those. Pro- and that's what you talked about. that made that program what it is to right. encourage these young men, because that's why those young men go to school. I, I hate to say it. Sometimes it's about the coaches. Yeah. But you're looking at the players that were there before you. You you trying to grow up and be like them. And so when you get there. Don't show up like no imposter. If you trying to, you trying to be like champ, be like champ. Don't don't show up and, and look like chump, and you supposed to look like champ. You're right. It, it was it was just so amazing, uh, Ray, to see the passion of these guys. This is a grown man with kids who don't play football anymore that has tears in their eyes, and these kids, these kids grew up. They was in middle school and elementary school when and Boss Bailey was out there playing on the field and between the hedges. So these players know on this team who he is. These players know the things that he's done for this program. These players know, and it takes that. It takes an actual live person who's been there and done that besides Coach Rick, besides Coach Grantham, besides Coach Bobo, to to, to come back and let them know, hey, look, yeah, y'all thinking it up just like everybody's saying. It's been so much controversy, so so many people calling for Coach Rick head. So many people are saying, oh, he, he's getting old. He's too nice and blase and blase that. He needs to get out of there. But you know what? Coach Rick knows his team. He knows the type of support he has. And as long as Coach Rick is, is, is humble, as long as he, he loves on his players, as long as he takes care of his players after they're done playing football, they can come back anytime they want to finish their degrees. That's why we will always support Coach Rick as an alumni at University of Georgia because he, that's what he represents. He takes care of us while we're here, and it's our job to continue taking care of these guys that's on the field while we're done playing football. And it's just amazing the guys come back. You wouldn't believe Thomas Brown, one of the baddest running backs to step on this university, is talking to the team when they travel to Kentucky this week. So Coach Rick has something really good going on right now, and this team is responding. Well, let me ask you something, Keenan. I know that the season started off real tough for you guys. Obviously, uh, the young man, I think his last name is Green, who had the incident with the jersey. Am I correct? Yes, AJ Green. Yeah, and, and, and I did notice a difference in the program. We got a couple minutes, and so we're going to have to go to commercial break, but I'll, you know that when you hear the music, you know that. But but that young man has made a tremendous uh, impact on the program now that you guys have him back, too. Am I correct? Yeah, he, AJ, AJ Green has, is, is a phenomenal receiver. He he sold a jersey, and hey, look, he made a young, a young. No, we don't even need to talk about the jersey. I don't want to talk about. It. I want to talk about the impact he's made on the program since he's been back. Forget that jersey thing, man. I don't even care about that. You know how we feel about that. Yeah, I, we talk all the time about. It, but now that he's back, man, that guy has has so much ability to suck a defense in. To where where the defense forget about who else is on the field, <laughs> and that's what's good about that's what's good about having him back. Ray, a lot of other guys have blossomed. A guy by the name of Chris Durham has is, is, is he's a big six five receiver who's been Anne Murray's favorite target this year. Ever since AJ came back, he's been blowing it up. He touchdown after touchdown, catch after te- catch. But this game, AJ only had like forty three yards receiving, and Chris Durham had over uh, over one hundred fifty yards receiving with like two touchdowns because of the effectiveness of so many people trying to coordinate or lose sleep over having A.J. Green on the opposite side of them. Hey, Keenan, we got that music, man. We got to take a break. This is a rail of sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Got my man Keenan Johnson, former Georgia Bulldog, with me. We'll be right back.
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. been a long time coming but you know what they say Kaye. slow motion better than no motion i walked in the crib got two kids and my baby mama lay so i had to dig what i had to dig because i had to give all righty we're back mr ray the sports on the voice american network i'm finished living like it matters and uh got my man keelan johnson with me and keelan broadcasts his show keelan keeping it real uh, every Saturday morning uh, here out here in Arizona, and uh, I think it's mid-morning, uh, late uh, morning and uh, on the East Coast at the University of Georgia and following those Bulldogs. And there's a lot of things happening out there in the SEC. We just got finished talking about the impact that, of course, the young man Green has made since he's been back and he's joined the team. Uh, but there is uh, where the SEC at one time – it might have been close to the Bulldogs. It like it may be wide open to just about anybody right now. Is that right, Keeler? That's that's exactly right, Ray. Man, it's, it's it's pretty much wide open. The East is wide open, man. You know, Georgia actually lost four straight, and everybody was really giving them the way out of the SEC. Nobody's talking about them. Nobody was giving them a chance and a hope and a prayer. But now 
it's, 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 it has changed. The tie has changed, right? Maggie, you, you know, Georgia lost to South Carolina the second game of the season, season and that's always a big game that you want to win in the SEC because South Carolina and Kentucky and the Vanderbilts of the SEC, they, they can always come back to hunt you, man. They always come back to hunt you if you lose to them. Well, you know, that, that's the thing about it. I mean, I'll give you guys credit. The conference has a lot of competition. And, and of course, you know, they want parity. Uh, you know, man, you've got it there in the conference. And, and so when you look at that and you hope and eventually that you can survive the conference in itself, uh, yeah. man, you know, that, that, that's the biggest challenge I know for a lot of teams there. But, you know, the fact that, like you said, you know, Florida, I mean, I know Tim Tebow's gone, but you, you didn't think the program would just fall on its face just, you know, right. after him being gone. And, and, and that's the thing about when I say fall on his face, you know, a couple losses and you're out of there. Alabama, you know, a loss. And, you, you know, don't you think, because we've talked about it on other shows before, if nothing else this year, and I think it may have happened a few years ago where there were a series of teams that held the number one spot, but nobody could seem to hold on to it. And that's why I think teams don't like to get the number one ranking early in the year because you don't have a chance to recover. Or you may. you may, If you get it early in the year, you may have a chance to recover because if some other teams lose, then a one-loss team could end up at the top you know, of, of the BCS Bowls uh, rankings. But right now, mm-hmm. I think more than ever – because I don't think people want to give the respect that maybe do to Boise State. Because Boise State and Oregon, I think they give it to. Boise State, I don't think they want to give it to. But, I mean, isn't this a case if you've ever seen one for a playoff situation right now? Well, I'm not a fan of the playoff system. I'm on the other side of the fence with you on that one already, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, I want you to be honest because we're going to go at that one. Then let me hear about that, Kenan. Go ahead. I don't. I don't really like it because you know what, Boise, because of the Boise States and and all those teams like that who ha- who have a maybe one or two good years, and then they can sit there and they can talk about it. But look what happened to Hawaii, 2007. That was my senior year. Boise State came came to Athens. They came to Athens. The, my, my sophomore year, and we whooped the dogs not out of them. It was like 48 to 13. Whooped the dogs not out of them. Did you hear anything else about Boise State until maybe 2007, when it, or 2007 season, 08 season, when they beat Oklahoma and out there in the Tuskegee Rose Bowl? And I was like, wow, this is. It's, 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 I think it's the, the, the playoff system is just another way for people to make money. And at the end of the day, Ray, it's about money. We're just going to keep it real. It's about money. But when it comes down to these kids who really deserve it, like look at, look at the SEC, look at the Pac-10, look at the teams that in the ACC who, plays, who play these tough teams all the time, week in and week out. And, and, and they have one loss and they get to miss out on a team who really don't play nobody or don't play no schedule, who play maybe one or two tough teams like Virginia Tech. And, and they play, they may play an Oklahoma in a bowl game and then everybody want to be on their, their bandwagon and rah, rah, rah. How about you put that team in the SEC? How about you put that team in the ACC? How about even put that team in the East? Put that team in, 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 in Conference USA and see if they can do that, what they're doing to those other teams that not even football schools week in and week out. I'm not a firm believer in the playoff system because it's all about money and everybody want to make money, and that's what it case for. These kids deserve numerous opportunities. My senior year, to get back on point, my senior year, 2007, we we had lost to South Carolina the second game of the season, and we and we had lost to Tennessee, like I believe the fifth or sixth game of the season. But we won like six straight. 
uh, Alabama fell, Florida fell, and then we we then like the number three and number four team lost all in the same weekend. We were sitting we were sitting at number four, and the number two and the number three team lost in the same weekend after we beat uh, after we played uh, Georgia Tech, the last game of the season. How about LSU? Since they went to since they went to the uh, SEC championship, they beat Florida that year. So how about they jumped us? We were Georgia was sitting in a number three number three seat. Oh, excuse me, number four seat. Two and three loss. That two and three loss in the same day. Since they won the SEC championship, they jumped Georgia. They jumped Georgia and got in the national championship with one loss. LSU had one loss. So. They deserved it. I, I feel like it was messed up because they, they made us play Hawaii, and we killed Hawaii. And Hawaii was one of those teams, like Boise State, who who, who was winning, who had Colt Brandon, who had some good receivers, like in Bessels, a star receiver at, at, at Miami Dolphins right now. So they had players, but they just had one or two good years. And when all this BCS talk, they were like, they need to be in the top spot. So they put Hawaii in the top game to play us, and we just demolished them. Well, Keelan, let me say this, man, I, and I appreciate you make all very good points right there. But I also would like to say this. Uh, I can go back, you know, uh, you know, a few years back and there are some uh, teams that are in conferences now that they were never the favorite of those conferences in terms of the teams of which you you pick at the beginning of the year uh, and, and predict them to win those conferences. You know, there over a period of time, what can happen is these programs can improve because now all of a sudden there's players who used to go to the big houses around the country. You, you know where they are. You got one down there. We got one in the Midwest. We got a few of them in the Midwest. We got some on the West Coast. Uh, but what happens is now they're not getting all the marquee players. The marquee players are getting some exposure, additional exposure because of all these recruiting services and everything else. So now there's more parity in the league. So when I was in school at Ohio State, it was called, the, you know, the big two and the little eight. Because right. Iowa, come on, Wisconsin, come on, Indiana, Michigan State, come on, you know. And so now things have changed. And I believe what could possibly happen yeah, you're right. It is all about the money. But what can happen is when you talk about a playoff system is, okay, regardless of how many wins or losses you have, if you win your conference, send your conference representative out to the playoff system. So whoever wins the SEC, if you win the SEC, then you get to represent the SEC in the national championship, just like coming from different divisions in the NFL. So I think when it's all said and done, yeah, you know, sometimes I remember when the AFC uh, Central, one time even when I wasn't playing for the Browns, they won that division with an 8-8 eight and eight record, but they made it to the playoffs. Even in high school throughout the country, there's some teams where as regardless of what your record is, I know this happens in basketball, what happens with what your record is, everybody gets to get into, you know, the tournament pool of basketball, and somebody could upset, you know, an undefeated team. But it happens. If you get a chance to get there, the playoffs is where it all matters at. The regular season doesn't really mean a whole lot when you know eventually all you got to do is get into the playoffs. So with a system like that, could you live with a system like that if the conference champion was to represent the conference and go into a playoff against the other conferences across the country? Now, I, I, now with that being said, now if you still have your BCS, okay, if you still have whoever who wins the conference and – it, it, it's tricky because it's, it has it still has the pros and cons because you have some teams that don't win their conference like we we didn't we didn't win our conference but we still finished number two in the nation though right 
So what about those? Well, that, well, that happened to uh, a couple years ago. Ohio State, Michigan, playing for the you know the last game of the year, forty something, the forty maybe forty one forty. Ohio State wins the game, and some people felt as if maybe Ohio State, Michigan should have a rematch in the national championship. But at least going into it, you know there could be some wild cards. We could add the wild card system to it, but you know that if you win, you definitely gonna be in the playoff. With that being said, yes, but then you got to go into it. I, 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 I can go with that. But then it still take away from, from the season, too, because then you have guys maybe taking some plays off. No, come on, Keelan. It works in the pros. If it works in the pro, and everything is an imitation of, of the pro games at every level, you know, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, everybody's just, you know, an imitation of that. So okay. if it works at that level and, and able to figure it out, we can figure it out at the college level. Yeah, I, they can figure it out, but you know what? Those guys are getting paid, though. At the end of the day, they they having a nice fat check in their locker after. You know, you got guys selling their jersey trying to survive in the summertime, and shoot, you're not giving them nothing during the Okay, end. okay, now, man, now you're giving me a different show because, you know, you and I agree with that. Now, we on the same page, yeah. on the yeah. same line, the same word, the same yeah. letter of that. I agree with yeah. you totally. And so yeah. as you as you revamp the system, you revamp all aspects of the system. So right. so I'm agreeing with you that. I'm just trying to move you over a little bit and shift to the point where perhaps maybe you might consider a yeah. playoff because you seem very passionate about no playoff. But if yeah. we go with the system similar to what the NFL has, where the regular season games, okay, you can try to take off, but you know you got to win the conference, or division, you do that, yeah. and then the wild card. So yeah. I'm trying to sway you over to that side of the fence. I can, I can do that. I can do that, Ray. I, I think I can do that. Okay, well, then that's good because we, we really need that because there's no reason in the world why a team like Alabama, even Ohio State, whoever, you win one game and then you have no chance of winning a national championship. I mean, I think there's been a few times in history where there's been a one-loss team. You know, and even before they came up with the new system now, you know, there was a couple different. You have an AP, you have a UPI, and then you have right. some other coaches poll where you got, you know, you didn't have one defined national champion. But now, the way the system is now, a one-loss team, you know, probably is not going to get a chance to be right. a national champion. So, you know, I, I think that playoff system, if we, can, if we could agree to find a system that works, I, I think that would really take college football to the next level in terms of the interest. Because, you know, playoff, even when people are not football fans, when the playoff comes, then everybody in the office, at church, in the neighborhood, everybody becomes a fan during playoff season. They have to. They yes. have to. Because I'm, I'm that same way with baseball. You know, I'm not a huge, huge baseball fan. But when playoffs come around, baby, or, and when, it, when the pennant, I'm watching it. <laughs> well, see, I'm going to tell you what. I'm glad you led me into that because uh, we got a break coming up here in a few seconds. But I bet you the Dallas Cowboys wish that there was not a professional baseball team in the state of Texas. Because guess what? That team could possibly host the World Series. And the Dallas Cowboys are waiting to host the Super Bowl that they're not even going to be in. Man, you listen to Rail Sports on the Voice American Network. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about baseball, just a very little bit, but it's really a disguise to let us talk about the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. To the pros, we 
We cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network. We talk about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and how to get more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk with their combined experience of 60 years in the woods. Brock and Don have traveled widely, creating TV shows and writing articles on hunting and fishing. Blessed with down-home humor, they're also well-versed in environmental concerns, firearms ownership, and animal rights issues. Tune in every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time to IS Outdoors with Brock Ray and Don Kirk, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, we're back in this array of sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and uh, appreciate having my man, Kellen Johnson, with me. I want to give a, a shout-out, uh, of course, to Sean Salisbury. Sean's been doing an excellent job for us now. Sean's doing five days a week. Uh, Sean's going to be in the studios with us, I believe, tomorrow and also Thursday, uh, 8 a.m. Pacific time which means I might have to be here a little bit early. But, man, okay, I'm going to make it happen. Sean's going to make it happen. And uh, Sean's coming in from, from Texas, uh, uh, of course, uh, tomorrow. But, uh, man, we start talking about Texas, and we start talking about the baseball team and, and how well they're doing. And, and, and let me just say this, Keith, because I remember uh, a couple years ago when, when the Indians were in uh, 
you know, conference play. I think it might have been um, – it might have been a World Series. Maybe it wasn't. But anyway, LeBron showed up with a Yankees hat on, and everybody was upset with him because that was, a, that was his, I guess that was his team. You know, many times, you know, everybody feels that if you live in a certain part of the country or city that has a professional or college team, that you should support that college or that university. Yeah. It doesn't always happen like that. So there was a lot of controversy behind the fact that he wore a Yankees hat. He, I guess he was good friends with some guys on the Yankees, and people really objected to that. I say that to say because we started kind of, you know, we kind of maneuvered into the baseball realm of things, and we started talking about uh, the Texas Rangers and and them playing against the Yankees and and, and them possibly winning that series and hosting a World Series. And just imagine what that might feel like and must feel like right now with the pressure that's on those Dallas Cowboys right now. Now, I, I know that the Dallas Cowboys, of course, you know, have to look at the Rangers, you know, who last night, you know, beat the Yankees. And, and, and thank you for the engineer putting that score up there. I know what that score is because I'm a Yankee fan, you know. <laughs> but they beat them like eight to nothing last night. And, you know, the Cowboys, you know, the Cowboys just can't seem to get together. They continue to have. Now, that's one thing about football. Football is a game of emotions. And sometimes the celebration, I really haven't seen any celebrations in my mind that, you know, calls for a penalty. I mean, if it's something that's obscene, I think they should give a penalty for the obscene gestures or something like that, opposed to a celebration. We used to have the fun bunch back in the day. Uh, Butch Johnson used to even shoot people in the end zone because he was a cowboy, you know. And thing. You know, and, and, and shout out to the original Billy White Shoes Johnson who brought it all, you know, to, to the forefront and to homes of, 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 of many people watching the game on TV. But the Cowboys seem to be getting penalized for celebrations, for holding, uh, for, you know, clip. You know, there no unsportsmanlike conduct or anything like that. But when you have a team that's penalized, is that is that the coach, Keelan? Is that the players being undisciplined? In your mind, you know, based upon the way they're losing, they're beating themselves, all these penalties, that's a result of what? It, 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 it's, it's a combination of two things, man. You know, you, you have two different type of players out there. You have some players that just really don't, really not that emotional. They can run up and give the ball to the ref when they score or whatever, or when they make a big hit. hit. Or you have those players that they like to shine, man. You you know, hey, you like Deshaun Jackson. You know, every time B-Jack touched the end zone, he going to do something to please the fans. Just like just like when Terrell Owens or Ocho Cinco hit, hit the stand. Or the end zone, they're going to do something to get everybody up out their seat. It's part of entertainment, you know. You talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Jones, he built that program. He built his team to entertain his fans. You go to that stadium, and I know you've been. They have people in the stands dancing. They have cheerleaders up there. They have go-go girls up there. They want their crowd to be entertained. So it all depends on what type of program you with. You know, if you go to more of a on a Jets team. You know, coach. Coach is not gonna put up with that. You know, he 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 he's a little bit straight by the books, and he, he you know he wants you to go and do your thing, get the ball back to the ref. It's just it all depends on that coach and what that coach tolerates. And you have some players don't really care. They got the money to pay the fine. It's just one of those things. If you if you're on a team that allows it, okay, the coach is okay with it. If you're on if you're on a team that don't allow it, you you, you might have to be a little bit more reserved. Okay, now that come now that that of course is. 
the touchdown celebrations. Uh, Keelan, I, I want to let you know, man, that we've got a little fuzz in the background there. It might be the location. But but let me say that, that I agree with you. That That is the... The celebration of the players once they score, and, and even after they make a first down, or like you said, when they make a big hit or something like that. But when it comes to, you know, holding, when it comes to a legal procedure, uh, you know, when it comes to, you know, uh, you know, lined up wrong, you know, and, you know, a man uncovered or man covered, you know, things, those kind of penalties. Uh, is that a lack of preparation, a lack of concentration, a lack of discipline, uh, you know, lack of leadership, those kind of problems that and, and those kind of penalties, you know, end up, you know, costing you the game because the touchdown celebration most of the time. That doesn't hurt you too much because that's assessed on the kickoff, and, and you're still able to get some type of coverage on the kickoff. But when you talk about a penalty, whereas it eliminates a first down that you just got on third down. Right. You know, I, 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 yeah, I definitely agree with you. You know, when I was playing ball, you know, Coach always said, hey, look, I'm going to go to bat for you if you hustling, if you working hard. Now, if you go out there and you just deliberately hold somebody, you go out there and just do something that's totally against the rules like a 15-yard penalty or like a deliberate hole, he, that's something, that's, that's a mental error. That's something, a lack of preparation. You should know that as a football player. You should know that's not the rules of the football game. But now if you're going out there, you're fighting for the ball, and the receiver's fighting for the ball, and the referee can't tell who, 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 who's, doing, who's doing the hole and who's doing the in, interference, and he goes against you as a defensive player, the coach is really not going to say anything to you because – if you don't go up and fight for the ball, and the receiver goes up and get the ball, then you're gonna be in trouble. You know, then you're gonna be in trouble for for the lack of effort. So it's it's, it's so much room for gray area, Ray. You know, as a defensive back, and in some things that couldn't go against the defensive back, I really think the rules in the NFL uh, favors the wide receivers. Now you can't touch the receiver down the field. Now you know, past five yards. That's that's unheard of. You know, so. It's just so much, and if it's a holding penalty, if it's a pass interference, or it's fifteen yard penalty, a flagrant foul, that's just a mental area. That's just a mental breakdown. That's a lack of preparation. That's a lack of not being focused. Well, I, I'm going to agree with you there because uh, certainly uh, when it comes to you know us being back there in the secondary, the receivers going out for the ball, I certainly agree that. Uh, there are times because many times those are judgment calls and the judgment calls is like the referees need to be consistent. But but at the same time, you know, you don't really want a judgment call to come uh, when the game is on the line. But the referees aren't supposed to think about that in their minds. It's always supposed to be zero zero and it's supposed to be, you know, 60 minutes left on the clock. They can't be concerned about, OK, now it's the fourth quarter. You know, and now we can't call the game as close. You know, and and now we're going to be inconsistent. Whereas before, you know, if you touch him, we was calling it, we were calling a close game. But I, but I I do agree with the fact that there is a difference in in the kinds of penalties, even though they may be fifteen yard penalties. And, and and one thing that I do not like about pro football that I think it needs to adjust its rules similar to high school and college is I do not believe in the pass interference. You know, uh, you know, and you get the ball at the spot. And that that's just crazy because some of those pass interference calls, which are judgment calls by the referee, become fifty yard penalties. You know, and you know because the quarterback will launch the ball way down the field, and right. so. In that particular case, I you know I, I can certainly side with you, but I think the Dallas Cowboys. There's no doubt in my mind that you know this is a, a real trying you know situation in which they're in because they got to be if there ever was a team that's desperate. I think in order for them to eat, just to make the playoffs. 
they got to win like eight or nine of their last, you know, 11 games. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's, it's almost highly impossible uh, for them to make the playoffs. So it, it's something where, I, you know, you look at it, is, is it time, it's not time to panic. But once they have gotten mm-hmm. to the point where the playoffs are pretty much, mm, you know, yeah. unreachable, yeah. Do you make a change with the team? Does Does Wade Phillips go? Because you already got rid of To, who supposedly you thought that we'll get rid of To, and now that that's going to make a difference. Do you make a coaching change? Because you know, I saw a game last night where I thought a coaching change might be made this morning. But but do you do you consider making a coaching change down there during the season in Dallas, or if you make that decision, do you wait till after the season? Well, you, you, we know how Mr. Jones runs his program now. If you're not winning, if you're not meeting, you're not meeting all expectations that's on the table, he will get rid of you because he has money to do that. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, so to 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 answer the question, I don't. I, I don't I'm not always a firm believer on you should fire somebody. You know, is, is this Wade Phillips' first time really being down like this? Let's see if he can bring this team back in, in, in through adversity. You know, but you, but you know, Keelan, you know how how boisterous Jerry Jones has been. Right. Uh, Jerry has been this year in particular in anticipating the Super Bowl, right. and and the right. most disappointing thing for this prideful man is to host the Super Bowl and his team not be in it. I mean exactly. that that, that exactly. is that's what he he built the stadium for he built this team for and he expected that he would host. I mean he didn't say it, but we yeah. know deep down inside he was hoping to be hosting the Super Bowl. You know well, what 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 team owner would, would would be hoping to host and their team to be in the Super Bowl at the same time? Oh, you're right. So that okay. So now that you say that, I'm you know what that makes a lot of sense because every game that is yeah. played, every Super Bowl that is played is played in some owner's stadium. Right. right. Right, so, exactly, and, and, and that's their goal. So why are we on Jerry? Why are we so hard on Jerry then? Why is everybody looking at Jerry and pointing the finger at Jerry and his team's not going to make it? Because Jerry got the money to spend it. Because Jerry, he, he is, he's a little bit more vocal than other owners. He, he does spend the money for the players, those high-profile players. And, and if he don't perform, perform, like in the recent years, he hasn't performed since the 90s, since Emmitt Smith and Troy Aitman. They, they, this team hasn't performed. So now the writers, the beat writers, the commentators, everybody's going to go a little bit harder on the Cowboys because Jerry has the money and he has the mouth to back it up. Yeah, shout out to Derek Kennard. Uh, Derek, of course, Super Bowl champ who used to open up all those holes for Emmitt Smith is going to be hosting the show with my man Al Gross here on Voice America Sports as well. But you're right about that, Keelan. I, I think it's just it's been the persona of Jerry Jones that's made him such a big target. It's his stadium that's made him such a big target. And right. what really has made him such a disappointment because guess what? You've had enough time to plan for this and you consider yourself America's team. Now it may be self-proclaimed even before he got there. They had deemed themselves America's team. Now when America's team has a chance to host a Super Bowl, the team let America down. Jerry, you got to live with that, man. You got to change that. You got to do what you can. You got to. You better bring some of them boys back like they did down there in Georgia and get them fired up. Because <laughs> if it don't happen, man, they're gonna be in trouble. Hey, Keenan, we got a commercial coming up here. We're gonna take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Got my main man with me, keeping it real, Keelan Johnson, on Voice America Sports with me today. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds 
Bart. They need to bitch his ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the inside scoop on the Georgia Bulldogs. Tune in to Keelan Johnson on College Football Game Day on the radio and every day on KeelanJohnson.com. On Keelan's Keeping It Real Radio, you can talk to Keelan and his former teammates about the Bulldogs, college football, and all things sports. Keelan's the go-to analyst for Bulldog football on pre- and post-game television on KeelanJohnson.com. And now, every week on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in every college game day for Keelan Johnson, Keeping It Real Radio. Saturdays at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left. to left. school to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports uh-huh 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 rihanna uh-huh good girl going bad uh-huh take three action no clouds in my stones let it rain i hide your plane in the bank coming down at the dow jones when the clouds come we go all right, we're back. This is Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. And things living like it matters. And, uh, you know, as, as we closed out there on that last segment there, Keelan, you know, we got a chance to talk a little bit about Mr. Jones, Mr. Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. And I remember when I first arrived here in, in Phoenix, Arizona in 2006. And, 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 and I, uh, I think it was... Uh, uh, 2007 or 8, the Super Bowl might have been. I think it was 2008, the Super Bowl was here in Phoenix. And and, and so that 2007 season, I challenged uh, the Arizona Cardinals and my co-host uh, at that time, Fan Man, shout out to Fan Man, to see how long it would be before the Arizona Cardinals would surrender home field advantage, that they had no other opportunities to be to host the Super Bowl. So mathematically, the equation would have to play itself out throughout the season until they got to beyond like seven or eight losses because seven losses, nine or seven, normally can get you into the playoffs. And, and, and there you stand a chance because if you're in the playoff, you could make a run and possibly, you know, find your way into the Super Bowl and perhaps maybe win. In this particular case, the Dallas Cowboys, 
Uh, I think if I'm not mistaken now, I think they're one and four. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, how long do you think it'll be before they surrender home field advantage? And, and they may, it may, nine and seven may get them into the wild card chance into the season, but right now they got four losses on their record right now. Is it going to take them another, you know, three weeks to get that seventh loss? And, which it could mathematically put them right there where they have no more? Or, or, or you think they're going to carry it deep into the latter part of the season and, and perhaps maybe in, in, in the last two or three weeks of the season still be in the hunt? Or you think, it, man, it'll be over with them in a couple of weeks? Well, I, you know, in my opinion, I, I don't think that the Cowboys could turn around. This is the NFL, man. They strong schedule. Anybody can beat anybody, you know. But it is, it's a 50-50 chance, you know. If they, if they can come out and Jerry Jones can get, that, get Wade to, 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 to harp on the mistakes that they've been making, uh, hopefully they can turn this thing around. But I, me personally, I don't really see it happen. It's going to be a hope and a prayer, like I said earlier, uh, for these Cowboys to turn this thing around and to get that wild card bid. Well, uh, you know, I, I, I believe, you know, there's always a chance. But there are things that, you know, if they've been done before, they're not impossible. And if, if they can get into the playoffs, they possibly can make it to the Super Bowl. So it's not impossible yet. They haven't reached the point where it's over. So like Herman Edwards say, you know, you play to win the game. So they got to play the games. They got to play to win. And hopefully it'll play itself out. But I'm 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 leaning like you, man. I I, I really think it's not over today, but it's it's gonna be over with real soon. Listen, there's a lot of other interesting stories going on in the NFL. Of course, Ben Roethlisberger made it back. You know, things going on with Brett Favre. You know, Michael Vick may not be uh, you know playing this week. Uh, Junior Osea, you know, found himself in a situation with uh, his his girlfriend. And but I'm more concerned about the truck going off the side of the cliff. And I hope and pray. Uh, that he's that he's better, but but I'd like to just close out this segment, you know, in talking about the vicious hits in the NFL. And from your personal experience, Keelan, I just want you to talk about, you know, being a skill position player. You know, the vicious hits uh, is it can can you change the way you play the game of football to protect players? Because from my perspective, I believe it can be played. Because listen, we're, when we first start playing football, we play tackle football. On the grass, in our neighborhoods, we learn to play tackle football. And and you can see those aggressive football players when you're very young. You see aggressive football players. They tackle aggressively. But one thing that we do not do when we're young, we are taught this as we get older. But we don't do it as we're, when we're young. And sometimes we play tackle football up until the 7th or 8th grade out there with no equipment on. We can tackle without lowering our heads. But I want to hear your perspective about can you change the way this game and take the violence, the vicious hits out of football? No. You, 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 in my opinion, no. You, I'm only 25 years old, and, and I love the game of football. And if, if an NFL team called me right now to go back and say, we got a contract for you to come play without trying out, whatever, I'm gone because I love the game like that much. It's just one of those situations, Ray, where it's just unfortunate, man. Everything happens for a reason. Yes, a lot of concussions happened yesterday on the NFL, and I'm aware of that. But I have suffered from two two concussions since I've been in college, when I was in college playing ball at Georgia. And, and this is one of those situations where I did lower my head, and I, and I did I hit somebody, and then I got hit as well in the other injury. But I don't think you can really change the game of football. The game of football has always played violently, always played viciously, always played with a lot of hits and great hits. 
a lot of men made their names off off of being big hitters. It would not it would not be any great safeties out there without the Rod Woodson's coming out and being a hard hitting safety. So a lot of examples of guys getting out there getting hurt. It's just the game, Ray. I think unfortunately it's happening a lot right now. I'm not, I'm not quite sure if it's the if it's the equipment that the guys are wearing now. Concussions have been there from the beginning, and concussions are always going to be there to stay, just because of the, how physical the game is. Now, when you're talking about finding guys, and you're talking about them that you can't hit somebody viciously, then you're t- then you're tampering with the integrity of the game of football. The game of football is made to be aggressive. It's one of the most violent sports out there, along with hockey. So when you try to take away the end, like the NFL is trying to do now, is trying to take away the vicious hits and the vicious integrity of the game, I think then you have a problem. Then you're going to affect, then you're going to start seeing guys' performance go down. Then you're not going to see those productive players anymore like you used to because that that, that tempers with the type of player they are, and they, that tempers with somebody's money. You mean to tell me you're going to tell Ray Lewis he can't go out there and knock somebody's head off? Okay, then the then the Ravens defense is not going to be the Ravens defense like they're uh, like they're nationally known. You're going to tell me Troy Polamalu and Ed Reed and guys like that, or you mean Harrison on on the on the Pittsburgh Steelers team? You're going to tell me they can't hit somebody hard and viciously? They can't hit a quarterback no more hard? Then you're tampering with this Pittsburgh Steelers defense and their success. So they need to really think hard and long about this instead of trying to make a one or two day issue or a decision whether you want to you know stop the vicious hits the game of football is vicious man you know by playing defensive back yourself Ray when you're back there you're in the zone you're not worrying about oh I want to hit him hard you're worrying about making a football play and if that receiver is vulnerable at the moment, you're not thinking about, well, should I hit him hard or should I hit him soft when the ball is in the air? You're trying to go make that money. You're, going, you're trying to make that interception. You're trying to make them hits. You're trying to force a fumble so your team can be successful. So they really need, they really need to think hard and, and, and twice about this rule. Well, Keelan, I mean, and I appreciate the passion of which you, you expressed, uh, the passion you showed in your uh, expression of, of what you truly feel about how it would affect this game and what it would mean to this game. You're right. Violence is a part of this thing that we call entertainment. You know, sports is entertainment. You know, it's, it's a gladiator sport. I've always said it's not a contact, but it's a collision sport. And some of those are very violent collisions. But, you know, sometimes what has to happen is we have to see the results. And many times it's the results that we see of those collisions that will change our perspective of how things have to play out. I think things are going to have to change, man. And uh, we don't know how they're going to change, but they're going to have to change to protect the players. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. My special guest has been Keelan Johnson, former Georgia Bulldog. Keelan, of course, can be heard on Saturdays here on Voice of America Sports on Keelan's Keeping It Real. It's that time. So I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com.
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.